Hi, I'm Chibi. I am Coco. And I am Anna. And this podcast is going to be about anything and everything Miraculous Ladybug. Theoretically. Because we're all giant nerds. (laughs) Alright, so... Now that we got the introduction out of the way, which, mind you, to listeners, uh, I'm the editor, so when you guys are listening to this, we struggled in the beginning to get our introductions out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mind you, I believe this is all of our first podcast, if I have it correct. Yes. First podcast, but not the first time streaming or being on, like, a recording speech thing or even on recording. So I've had a little bit of experience, but we're still going to have like those nervous, shaky voices in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now knowing me, it'll be all throughout. All right. So we have a list of questions for our introduction. And the first one is, uh, when did we get into the show and how? So Annie, you're going to go first with this one. Okay. So, you were the one that actually introduced me to the show. I heard about it, and I see clips of it when the first season was airing on Nickelodeon. And I was like, oh, that looks nice. Maybe I'll watch it at some point. And then, like, the committed person that I am to TV shows, I did not. <laughs> um, but then one day at our college, um, I was hanging out with friends in the lounge. TV comes in. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to put my, I'm going to, ah, sorry, I'm going to hook up my laptop to the TV and we're going to watch a couple episodes of the show that I really like. I'm like, okay. And then it turned out to be Miraculous Ladybug. And I was like, hey, I wanted to watch that forever ago that I never did. I remember because you showed us two episodes that day. It was Lady Wi-Fi and Stormy Weather. Those are the two episodes. I don't know how I remember that, but I did. (laughs) I did this to you. you I did, did this to you. You did. <laughs> I'm now realizing we're the house. No wonder she is a crush on Aaliyah. The like I would too if Lady Wi-Fi was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get into that in a little bit, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So those that was my introduction to the show. On top of that, there was that other like 30 second video that you showed on YouTube. Silly kitty. Silly kitty. Yes. Silly kitty. <laughs> With that Avril Lavigne song. <laughs> Is that your recruiting tip? Hey, hey, it worked. Yes. It worked. <laughs> I know. Listen, listen. listen. I guarantee you 99% of the fandom saw a, like, relatively tall, blonde-haired cat boy and was like, that's my jam. And that's why this fandom exists. <laughs> <laughs> You're not entirely wrong. Change my mind. I didn't think that this was a kid's show when I first saw that video. I thought, there's no way! That's a kink! This has to be for adults! <laughs> I know a lot of parents in my immediate vicinity, and I ask them, like, what do your kids watch? I'm just curious. What, like, because I don't have kids. Like, what are the kids up to these days? And that is one of the shows where they're like, no, absolutely not. That's not a kid's show. Oh my it's God. not. And I'm like, is it the, is it the cat suit? <laughs> Is it the cat suit? Is that is that the deal breaker? Any case, back to you, Analog. <laughs> yes, okay. Um. So after that, I did eventually sit down and watch the entire show. By the time I got to sit down to watch it, Origins had, like, just come out. 
So I got to watch Origins first and then go back and watch everything else. So everything made way more sense after after the first two that you showed me. But uh, and then I watched the first season like four more times before season two came out because you know there was like that two year hiatus. Yeah, that hiatus. We don't talk about those times. <laughs> All right. On a complete side note, do you guys remember when the first episode came out? Do you remember what year it was? 2015. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're seven years seven, almost seven years into the show. There's season four. It isn't even over yet. <laughs> I think I think Oko, the, you're late to the bandwagon. <laughs> the, I am the latest to the bandwagon, and the funniest thing to me is that that would mean that the kids, the, the small children that this was made for, are now either in their teens or adults. Yeah, I've just realized that too, because like I was scrolling and, through TikTok and somebody was like, I had a crush on Cat Noir when I was seven. I'm like, what do you mean when you were seven? Yeah. Aren't you still seven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the time like, jump. It's, it, and I don't that's i don't feel honestly i don't feel like the show has reflected that time change that's insane it, it hasn't because in the show in universe they haven't really gone through much like we've only had one break technically speaking because it was like i think it was like spring break or something like that but we haven't had like a summer break or we haven't gone into winter yet it's just been like a couple well, no there of was months, the christmas special even. i also just found that, out that, about the we don't talk about that i, I missed seven <laughs> episodes somehow and I just found out about the Christmas special, so I'll be busy later today. Somehow. Anyway, so you answered the question when you got into the show and how. So the next question here is personal interests in the show. So initially, when uh, when I saw the commercials for it, be long before you showed me the show, uh, I, it showed the general premise of like, oh, it's these two superheroes and they like each other, but they don't know they like each other. And I'm like, oh, that's a cool concept. And after watching the show, uh, it got very frustrating very quickly to a point where I'm like, I must keep watching now because I need to see where this is going to go. <laughs> and that, that's kind of what happened. It's not that I like the show. It's that the show trapped me. That's what happened. <laughs> it started out of spite. No, I'm kidding. I do like the show. But uh, what else did I have? Um, but yeah, that's mainly what it is. I like the concept and I want to see where the show is going. Uh, the world building that they've started to do in season three, especially, I thought was really, really good. And I want to see more of that world building. And we got to see a little bit more of that with the New York special and the Shanghai special to a lesser degree. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I want to see where it goes. Next next question. Why, uh, why do you like the show? I already did that. Say it again because I'm an editor and I know I'm going to lose it. Okay, well, I like the sh I like the concept of the uh, awkward love square, <laughs> and um, and again with the world building and stuff. After you showed me those episodes, I'm I had more questions about the show, and Origins answered a lot of them. But as it kept going, I had more and more questions, and I wanted to see where it went, and that was essentially why I grew to like the show. All right, now favorite character. So I have two, but uh, I think we need to, because obviously I think we're all very big Cat Noir fans. Oh, very much so. <laughs> yep. So I love Adrian, especially Cat Noir Adrian, because he is a cutie pie and needs to be protected at all costs. He's a sunshine boy. But I'm 
But uh, you guys both know, but I also have a lady crush on Alia. I love Alia. I will gush about her to no end the more we talk. <laughs> because honestly, as season four has been going on, I'm at the point where I'm like, Alia is way too freaking smart for this show. Oh, hands down. Yeah, like between like <laughs> her and like Luca, they're like carrying this entire series. <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Favorite ship. Obviously, from what we said earlier before we started recording, I am a huge Maricat shipper. Yes! This is right before we started recording. I was catching up on episodes that had come out recently that I forgot about, and Glossiator 2 was the one I was almost done with before we started. And, oh, my shippy senses were tingling so hard in that episode. <laughs> Shippy senses. It's, it's like Gator, but the tingling is different. <laughs> a little bit. But uh, my main my main reason though for liking Maricat the most is the fact that of the love square, theirs is by far the most realistic. Because of their interactions together are so normal and cute, and they're actually like even though there's nothing romantic there in between them. Yeah, that's just how it- because their- their relationship progression has been so good in comparison yeah. to all the other relationships we've seen in this show, basically, except, you know, the Luca ones, so we'll get into that later. <laughs> but I love- I love their dynamic together, and I think that they are so cute, and I ship it. Anytime someone tries to bring it to Adrian's attention that Marionette is deeply, madly in love with him, he's just like, yeah, she's a good buddy. And I'm like, Adrian, <laughs> I swear to God. Alrighty. Well, thank you for your introduction. That will heavily be edited because we got off topic quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to keep on topic for the next one so I don't have to go insane while trying to edit. Coco, you're next. The first question, <laughs> okay. when did you get into the show and how? I already know the answer to this, but tell the people anyway. <laughs> um, I got into it, I don't know when last year, but just at some point last year. Um, And Chibi got me into it. I'd seen some stuff. It's very similar to uh, Annie's story. Like, I'd seen some stuff. She sent me the kitty <laughs> video. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, you know what? If my friend is this passionate enough about it, where they're sending me fan art and they're sending me comic strips and they're sending me video, I'm going to check it out. And then I was hooked after like three episodes. I was like, gosh, darn it. I can't stop now. And it we've kind of too. been. We've kind of been stuck with it ever since. So like me, you got trapped. I got trapped. I was like, I was, I was like, what is the first five like episodes? I really was like, I need to shut this off. I'm an adult. This is a child show. Like, I like totally just try to distance myself from it. I was like, this is a kid's show. I'm not interested. This is, I am above this. And then I was like, dang, these re, re these two really just, they can't help so themselves. So like me, you got They're trapped. so goddamn adorable. They're so cute. They're so sweet together. What am I supposed to do here? And now I'm stuck. I'm watching two high schoolers in 3D cartoon form fall in love and not fall in love simultaneously. <laughs> it's very annoying and I hate it. And I'm stuck with it. Do you remember There's what no was the first escape. episode you watched? 
Um, probably the bubbler because it was on Netflix, right? I think it was the bubbler. Oh That's boy! The episode where Nino gets akumatized. It's at Adrian's yes. birthday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the first episode I saw was something. Let me check real quick. All right. Um. First episode <laughs> I saw because I'm pretty sure that was the second one, but I could be wrong. It was Mr. Pigeon Man. I think he was the first one. Oh God! That made you stay? Yes. yes. <laughs> I saw Mr. Pigeon first. I did not see the bubbler first. I saw Mr. Pigeon and then the bubbler. Wow, and you still stayed after watching Mr. You know what? You're a real fan here. I also would like <laughs> to bring to attention that by the time we get to the point where everyone's just being re-akumatized and the Mr. Pigeon has been akumatized. 72 times. Was... Yes, yeah, 72 times. My partner comes into the room and he was like, what the hell are you watching? I was like, let me give you the rundown real quick. I gave oh, him no. all the keywords, the lingo, and I was like, this man has been turned evil 72 times. What would you do in this situation? And he was like, I'd probably jump off the Empire, not the Empire State Building, but the uh, the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> like, he was like, I'd probably just, I'd probably just end it. That's insane. And I was like, and he just wants to feed his pigeons that is the only thing this man wants to do and every time someone has to screw it up for him every single time this but like is the uh, literal like he's so like passive about everything except for when it comes to his pigeons which means that someone screwed with his pigeons 72 consecutive times to be fair when you're in a city a lot of people that live in the city hate pigeons also, to be fair, I have been told so many times from so many people, even people who have been to Paris, that Parisians are asshats. This is, I, <laughs> so. and I can say this because my family is French. I hate the French. <laughs> I hate the French. All right? I have a serious problem with the French, which is part of the reason why this show makes me so mad. I'm like, you can't make me like French men. I know what they're about. Whoops. <laughs> and I hope they take that personal. You can cut that out. You can Hell yeah. I don't care. I'm French. I can say it. I grew up with my French family. None of them know how to shower. Moving on with the point, though. Mr. Pigeon was totally my first episode. Um, And then, no, it was in... So, in order, it was Mr. Pigeon, Stormy Weather, and then it was The Bubbler. Okay, but Stormy Weather hitting that animation, like, freaking god tier. That was... Yeah. Like, it... The, I think what really sold me were, like, all the, the costumes, I think. Not necessarily costume, but just, like, the outfits. Character, character designs. designs. The, uh, like, the way everybody changed. Their reasons for going, like, being de-evilized were pretty wild sometimes. Uh, but I kind of just got hooked. Alrighty. So, next question. Personal interests in the show. I like all of the superhero references. Um, I like the fact that our our main star is a girl and she's a superhero and it's not like, like, there's a lot of sexism that could be here and it's just not like, like plainly not in a, we've avoided it. We've completely avoided this conversation. It's just not present because it doesn't need to be. And I love that. It's like meant to be for younger kids. Um... The Love Square has such a hard grip on me. It's ridiculous. 
and I don't know. I kind of honestly, I got to a point where instead of being annoyed by the time to de-evilize and her like end transformation stuff, I just started like shouting along with it. I don't know if that's a reflection on my insanity or if I'm just into it at this point. Cause I did the same thing. I did the same thing with my little pony. So at this point I'm like, you know what, let's just get into it. I, I think me and Anna can both agree. You get into it with, at, when it comes to kids shows, like I'm sitting there watching the just... lion guard and like, I'm chanting with them. Yeah. It's like, Every when the time. pride lands and lion guard <laughs> and it's like we're going i'm like shouting this at like freaking nine o'clock at night in my apartment and i'm yep. like yeah we're going every time she's like time to de-evilize and i shout it with her and my partner comes in he's like what are you doing in here <laughs> i'm like nothing <laughs> nothing so the next question here is personal interests in the show Okay, so for personal interest, then I'd say I am really interested in character growth. Um, I like, for example, I want like Marionette to get better and less stalkery. I want, um, like, I want what's best for Adrian, regardless of everybody else. Like, as as hard as I am a Marionette shipper with Adrian, the second that that becomes not like good for him, I'm Audi five thousand. Honestly, I think you and most of the fandom right now are all on the same boat. Because, like, he deserves more and, like, he's been through some crap. There's a lot to be said about, like, his character, what he's going through behind the scenes, his relationship with his dad. I want to see Hawk Moth get his comeuppets. I want his wife to wake up and she's like, what the hell have you been doing? Are you serious? What is wrong with you? Are you and serious? Like, Super serial, bro. Gives him, <laughs> gives him a smack in the round. Uh, takes Adrian um, with her. <laughs> for real. Like, take your son and wake up. Take your son. Leave him. He sucks. Natalie loves him anyway. Move on. Like, Are we not going to talk go. about the, the possibility of Adrian being a feather? <laughs> I don't even have time for that conspiracy theory. I do not have time. <laughs> That's for a that. whole because episode in itself. If it is true... Then you all have wasted my time. If it isn't true, I'm exhausted that we have to come to this conclusion <laughs> to, okay. to even, like, make sense. But it, is, it is. It's also a conspiracy theory spotlight, so it's a two-in-one episode. But I... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, so then in this context, since we're getting onto characters, out of all these characters that you're listing off, which one is your favorite? Um, that's a good question. I don't know which one's my favorite character. Which one do you hate the least? Um, well, I Adrian's definitely a top contender. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, I think the Cat Noir character's fun. Um, Marionette's a favorite character, Alia. Oh, um, but as for background characters, I really like Rose. I feel she does not get enough spotlight. And I think she's a blast. She did she did get a, actually a highlight in one of the most recent episodes. Yes, she did, and I loved that. I love her little outfit. It's so cute. And, the little pigtails and everything. Yes. I, and I love her and Julia are so cute. I love them. I think that's yeah. her name. Julica. Julica. Thank you. There's a K in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're so adorable. And I love them so much. I don't care if they're besties. I don't care if they're like just like closer than sisters. I don't care if they're like girlfriend and girlfriend. I love them so much. I 
I think because of the whole like sensitivity of like showing same sex couples on kid shows, I think it's one of those instances where they it's less interpretation. Yeah, yeah, but they it's but it's heavily implied if you're paying exactly, attention. and it's done in such a way that I think it, like it's really nice. And if you're like young and queer and you pick up on that, you're like, hey, that's really cool. Yeah, I definitely. like that. Like being like I watched Adventure Time when I was a teen. And I was like, Marceline and Bubblegum are kind of gay. That's kind of gay. So that's kind of what I was watching here was these two are kind of gay. And I love that. And it's just subtle enough. Like, we don't need to call attention to it. It's, it's like, But if you are paying attention, like you said, you're like, hey, that's a cute. So they're honestly one of my favorite ships because I know we're going to get into the shipping question. Yeah, so that was the next one was your, your fave ship. So since they're your fave ship. They are my fave ship, along with, um, I don't know if anything's happened recently, but Nino and uh, Alia were another one of my favorite ships. Other than, of course, like, the main Marionette and Adrian. Yeah. Um, right, love square shenanigans. Love square shenanigans, because, of course, like, who wouldn't love that? Um, right, that's kind of like the main context of the show, really, what everybody's in for the long haul. But I like Nino and Alia's relationship, because they kind of, like are past the what is it the honeymoon phase like yeah. they're like they're kind of like they're like adults they're yeah. like the adults in the room they don't like need to be together 24 7 but it's convenient and it's nice they're in a relationship publicly so like they can do that um they like they're friends first before anything else Oh. It, the, the thing that gets me too is is that what I appreciate is that even when they get into class, they still have like the same assigned seat. So it's yeah. like Nina still hangs out with Adrian during yeah. class, and then Alia's with Marinette, and it's not like the two of them are like, yeah, no, because we're together, you two gotta sit together. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. They've no, I'm gonna hang out that... with my best bud, and I'm gonna hang out with my girl. They've pulled <laughs> like... that like twice, and they've only ever done it like together when they're like, all right, let's make a move together. And, yeah. like, that's another thing, is, like, they are both of their friends, they are each other's best friend, like, all of it together, I really like their relationship. And knowing each other's secret identities as well. That, like, definitely helps. It's nice and very convenient for them, isn't Right? It? And it's almost like it's not, like, a catalyst to the end of the world if they do. It's almost like it's not a world-ending <laughs> event, and it's not that serious. And if you guys noticed the pun there, <laughs> Adrian slash Cat Noir is literally the catalyst yeah. to the end of the world. I, it, it, it infuriates me to no end that they cannot know each other's identities because it will end the world. Are you sure? Like, I just, I just. I did, okay. Well, they proved it to us twice. <laughs> it, I like, I want to meet the man who made this rule who was like, okay. The holders of the miraculous cannot know each other's secret identities, or the world will blow up. I know, like, basically, we got like the cat, cat Blanc episode, which, right? Yes, but and it actually had pertaining repercussions, unlike Inferno, which was a hundred percent reset. But the argument I would like to make is that it was neither a cataclysmic event; it was not an identity being revealed um, in a big way. Someone just couldn't keep her mouth shut when she should have. And that someone was Natalie. Right. And Natalie didn't have to say poop. She could have kept her mouth shut. And she didn't. And I'm angry at her. I'm so upset about it. Because, like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. And then she did that. And then it's and like. And 
she does that. I was like, you want to know what? If this wife stuff doesn't work out, you might have a chance. And then she did that. And I was like, in no way are you being his stepmama. Not after that. <laughs> <laughs> Not after that. Just as bad as Gabriel. <laughs> so upset. Like, your wife's down there sleeping or something. I don't know what she's doing. If she's dead, why is she in a box? I digress. We need to get back to <laughs> I, I, th I feel like it's a cryostasis of some kind, either that, or she is dead and he's just keeping her body preserved. Which, bury her, you weird man. Why is she in your basement? She's definitely, she's <laughs> dead. I feel like if you stuff a body with enough Twinkies, it'll last I, forever. That must be his thought process, because I don't know how he thinks this is going to work. Because... Like, his so, whole goal is, I'm going to harass two teenagers so I can bring my wife back and tell her what I did. Honestly, though. Like, and the possibility that her son's a feather. Stop! <laughs> well, the theory is that she would have been the one to do it. In any case, we're getting off topic again. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> when did I get into the show and how? So, as much as this, you guys had gotten to the show because of me, the origin story. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, what's your villain origin story? What's my villain origin story? <laughs> so, I was scrolling on my YouTube, just looking for a video to watch. I mainly at the time was like watching Markiplier videos and stuff like that. So I wasn't really like thinking on it. And then that's when I saw the clip, the the little like video clip thing of Cat Noir with like the lollipop. It was the uh, the copycat Cat oh Noir God. with the lollipop in his mouth. <laughs> and I saw it. It said Silly Kitty. And I'm like, hello, who are you? <laughs> So I clicked on it, and then my dumbass fell in love. <laughs> Wait a minute, so that, that video not only spawned our love for the show, but yours as well? Yes! Yes, it did! <laughs> you mean? I thought you found that clip later! No, that was the beginning. <laughs> oh my god! So... I saw that and I'm like, what is this show? I need to know immediately. So I went directly to the comments after the video and they're like, oh my gosh, I love this show. I'm like, that's great. What's the show? <laughs> so I keep scrolling and I eventually find it. They're like, it's called Miraculous Ladybug. And I'm like, Google this shit. So I Google it immediately and I go to all of my like pirating websites, like anime.hotnet, whatever the case is. You know, I was like, <laughs> I went to every one of my streaming platforms and uh, I binged all of the episodes that I could find right then and there. My first episode was The Bubbler, and then it was Stormy Weather. And let me tell you, when I saw that animation in Stormy Weather, I'm like, okay, they got me. They got me. I need to know who they are and what they do, and this cat boy has got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, in any case, personal interests in the show... I I really like the world building. That is like my favorite thing. So my personal interest in the show is the world building that they've got going on. It's broken, but they've got some it's world It's broken. <laughs> Very broken. They're working on it. They might need some super glue here or there, but the cracks will remain, but it's going to add to the aesthetic of the overall piece once it's completed. <laughs> uh, why do I like it? It's the questions that I have for the show. That's why I like it. I I like it because I need to know how things happen in the show. That's why I like it. Like, I need to know how this 
interaction will go. I need to know how the falling in love between these two characters will go. I need to know how the fight between these two characters will go. The, the how is what, why I like about it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Favorite character. I've established this one. <laughs> <laughs> my second favorite is Luca. My boy. Oh my god. Sending it. He in Infernal, he carried that entire episode. He was just like, I got you, alright? And then not only that, but in Wishmaker, he learned the identities and sacrificed his entire character for the greater good. I know. What the heck? His entire character is truth, and he told a lie. In Wishmaker, and I'm and he knows, and he's just sitting on that little little tidbit of information. I just know he's sitting in his little head, and he's like, "Okay, I have to tell the truth. Honesty is the best policy. But if I tell them the truth, they're gonna get together. Like that's what's gonna happen. That's it. It's that simple, Luca. It'll be okay. Be my man." But at the same time, he's afraid of like causing uh, problems between the well, two of them. Yeah, because he then, was told that, like, we can't know each other's identity. It has to remain a secret. But at the same time, does it, though? <laughs> does it? Does it really need to be? Are we sure? In any case, favorite ship, Mary Chat on the Love Square. I, me and Annie are on the same page here. I love the real is like, the realistic approach with the two of them because they are, like, best friends, and then they're going to be, like, best friends that fall in love. And it just... It is great because it brings the two sides of their personalities together. It's like when you finally collide the peanut butter and jelly together in a sandwich. It's just so pleasing. And that's, that's what I'm going for with this one. My second favorite ship, though, was Lucanette when it was like first set sail on, on the Liberty there. And oh. I... When I saw how mature Luca was, and how, the in my mind, the the my favorite saying is "love something, set it free, comes back, it's meant to be." That in my mind is true love. Luca fell in love with Marinette, and then realized that she's in love with someone else, and that she could be happy with him, but she's happier with the other guy. And in doing that, he sacrifices his love for her so she can be happy. And that, in my mind, is real love. Like, when you can let someone go and you love them with all your heart because you let them go. That, it just, oh my god. I, Luca deserves happiness. That's. This is true. Yeah. It's, it's just like the whole thing, like, because mentioned, like, Alia is too smart for the show. Luca's too mature for this show. Honestly! This is very true. I love when he's in the room with Marionette and his friends. I'm like, you you are a 25-year-old man babysitting 18-year-olds right Honestly, now. Honestly. And it's you just... are babysitting. You do realize this. You are above these people. Go hang out with your dad. He's a rock star. The, the, like, Honestly. You could be doing so much better than than hanging out with the eighth graders. But here you are. It's like so smart. What is like so cool. 17. I think he's like 16 or 17 or something well, like he's, that. He's, yeah, they, like, we found out that he's okay. Julika's twin. So these these the same oh, age as them. He's Julika's twin. Yeah. When did we find that out? In I thought they were the episode in the Croco Duel episode when Julika gets her miraculous. Then why the fuck is he not in school? I don't know. 
I must have missed that one. I must have missed that one too. Well, it's season season four, so it was a relatively new one. Oh, okay, that's probably. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. I thought you. I thought you saw the episode where Julia got her. Coco, fact check. Coco, go fact check. I'm doing it. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> In any case, though, Luca is, like, hella mature. I don't- whatever age he is, he is above his years in tenfold, alright? And it just- <sighs> he deserves so Dang. much happiness. I don't understand what's happening. Hmm. Sorry, spoiler alert! So, according to the Miraculous fandom, uh, Luca and Julica are twins. According to tweets- from the staff, Luca is two years older than Julica. They so I don't same, know. But they happening. have the same birthday. I mean, that's that that's possible with siblings. I've seen it with they siblings. They do. Well, that's yeah. That's the but... thing. Is like they could have the same birthday. It says it's she's the. It says that he's the older twin. So maybe they're just birthday twins. And the, like like you said, they have the same birthday. But that's not how twins work. Okay. Like even if you're born on the same day, if you're born two years apart, you're not twins. Okay, you remember how I said that's... the world building it, it has it's great but it's broken. This is an example of that. I think we need to we need to go back to that episode. Well, you guys need to watch that episode, but I need to see the sub version as well to see what they say there. But I'm pretty sure yeah, the dub they shared the birthday. Okay, so I I mean like if they shared a birthday, that's that's a completely different thing. Oh my god! I believe it! No! What did you find? I have a tweet! I have a tweet here! From Thomas himself. Mm hmm We changed our mind and made her his twin sister. That is all. Oh god. We changed our mind! Gee, I wish I could just wake up <laughs> Changed my mind, guys. Sorry about it. Like, what? So, out of, so just out of nowhere, they choose to let Luca be the, the same age as them. Nani the they're fuck? Just, they're just, yeah. Someone thought it might have been a mistranslation, because we all thought that Luca was originally two years older than Julica. He looks two years older, though. Because yeah. I also distinctly remember a conversation. He's taller than Adrian! I, yeah, I also remember a conversation where he said he didn't go to school because he, like, graduated early or he was doing something else. Like, because, like, you the graduate younger different. in France. Yeah, like, yeah. school is different in France. Precisely. It, 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 like, so I was I tried to do research into that. So now they're twins, and I'm sitting here going like, "Why isn't he in school?" Well, I think because you mentioned it was along the lines of like, once they hit like 16, they can choose to either keep pursuing education and keep going to school or not. And then if you don't, then you like have to work or something. I think and it's actually 15 there because I know it's 16 here in the states. Okay. Okay, but yeah, it's along those lines. We'll have to look up the rules again. We'll have um, yeah. our, our, our role Well, Co Coco, I believe, is fact-checking for us right now. So, I, <laughs> side note, someone has made an entire um, Tumblr, like, a Tumblr account dedicated. It is called The Immaturity of Thomas Ashtruck. <laughs> it, is, it is an entire, I'm talking, there are bullet points, there are articles. We have it out for this man. I know we gotta call it here because we have adulting stuff to do. So, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna say our goodbyes now. Uh, anybody who's tuned into our rant this first introduction, uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and hopefully we will see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.